And here we go. Part four. Episode Round four, four. Episode four. Episode four. Of. Life in Commune. I almost Life said in Commune. Club. Yeah. It feels still natural to say Breathing Club. But yeah. as we're transitioning into this Life in Commune world, uh, welcome. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this little journey with us and for all the ratings and reviews we see. We, we received last week. It was in there. It was coming out. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't quite there yet. But yeah, thank you guys so much for uh, rating, reviewing, subscribing to the podcast. Uh, we really, really appreciate the support. And uh, let's get into this week's topic. Oh, before we get into that, if you're new to the podcast and you haven't <laughs> rated or reviewed or subscribed, now is a great time to do that. Yeah. And uh, for the record, you can also listen to this podcast on Spotify. Yes, Spotify and a lot of other places where podcasts can be found. It's not Apple exclusive. Yeah, but you can find it there too. Anyways, this week's topic is, or Monday's topic, this Monday topic Mm -hmm. is, you can't do it all and that's okay. And while I instantly agree with you saying that, when you first proposed this idea for talking about this today, I I mean, inherently, like the, the little bit of optimist in me wants to say, well, like, maybe you can. You can do it all. <laughs> so it's like the woman's slogan that you're sold, that you can have it all, you can do it all. Um, although I know that's absolutely a myth and, and pretty... Uh, pretty shitty amount of responsibility to put on any person but what's it's kind of a heavy burden yeah what spurred this like what made you write this down in your uh handy dandy notebook full of podcast topics podcast topics i think one of the big reasons this really came up for me is when i spend time alone when i'm traveling i realize how many just small day-to-day things I rely upon you for, not just in terms of a relationship sense. And we talked a lot about that in terms of our long-term relationship mm-hmm. podcast, episode two, if you haven't checked that out yet. A lot, a lot of shameless plugs in the beginning of this one. <laughs> but, yeah, but but in, in reality, I was like, oh, like for example, for me, when I was in Milan, right, a few, a few weeks ago teaching, I guess it's about a month ago now. Either way, either way, when I was out there and I made an Instagram video in front of the Duomo, which is beautiful, for me to do that by myself was an operation. Such a process. It was an operation. Like, I had to redo that. I shot that video maybe seven times. And how many times did a pigeon walk in front of it? It wasn't the pigeon. It was really? like I was cropped incorrectly. Ah. Somebody cut me off. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I messed up, of course, you know, just, just like normal, normal shit that happens. But, uh, but yeah, like I, I, I was out of the screen. Mm -hmm. Somebody bumped the camera, like just, just something. So I was like, Oh, like how easy is this when you're there with me to just hold the camera? camera. Like this is something so simple. (laughs) And let you know, uh, someone walked in front of you. Something so simple, so baseline, Mm -hmm. such a, such a, like a, you know, a, uh, a thing you take for granted, yeah. if you will, uh, in terms of a day to day life and we're together, mm-hmm. right? Like, in case you guys don't know this, Carling and I 100% run all of our content and mm-hmm. all of our channels, our Instagrams, YouTube, Facebook, email, website. Like, nobody else does any of this no. besides and us. This, we schedule all of our own jobs. Like, this and is. Aside this from is, like content with Allo Moves, where yeah. they're taking the photos, they're producing the content, but we're teaching. Everything else is self-done, self-edited, self-promoted. I mean, and, yeah. and self-taught. All of our, whether yes. whether this is a good thing or a bad thing, I'm going to admit it. All of our logos, all of our graphic design, everything is in-house. It's it's, it's, it's just an evolution. Us and yeah, yeah. I mean, things have improved over the years. Yeah. Respect to your don't search your too far to... back, but, mm-hmm. but 
we we really do um, try to do it all. Yeah. But it's true when you're apart and you realize all of a sudden, oh, I forgot that this usually isn't my job, and now here I am trying to make it happen. Yeah. And it's difficult. Yeah. It it just it changes the dynamic of your day. Essentially, you go from this. If you're trying to do everything by yourself, you're in this position of um, not being supported by anybody else. Mm -hmm. And then when you begin to realize and think about the bigger picture, all of a sudden you start to see how you support can benefit you, how you can need support, how you can support other people, and how that becomes just a bigger part of the process. So I think that's really the main motivation for bringing this up as a topic today because especially with the um, pull yourself up by the bootstraps modern American mindset that's Mm -hmm. so common for people to have in this country and really all over the world I I think now um, you know people want to credit themselves so much for being self-made and I think that's a really odd way to look at things and I also think it's really limiting it's limiting actually what you're capable of because uh, so often you, if you're doing it by yourself, you're not actually playing in your strength. Now, some of these things you can learn to become your strength, or if you're passionate about it, you can find ways to make it work. I'm not saying it's not possible to do majority of the things on your own, but when you actually look at the situation more holistically, all of a sudden you're beginning to um, understand where you thrive, where you want to thrive, and where it's really nice to have somebody else or a few other people there to kind of keep the machine going. Well, and I think you also learn what you're actually good at when you try to do it all, because even though I literally just listed off all these things that we do ourselves in our Mm -hmm. business, so much of that we do ourselves, oftentimes for me, out of a lack of wanting to ask for help. Yeah. Of, oh, I'll just figure it out. Mm-hmm. Of like my own troubleshooting attitude. I mean, you should see this girl at the grocery store trying to find an <laughs> obscure product in the middle of like one of the biggest Whole Foods in the world, right? And it's just like you could just ask somebody. But I could also find it myself. But we have places to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, you guys yes. all probably feel but this I, with your mindset. friends, your partners, your, you know, yeah. your mom maybe. Mm-hmm. But I am. I'm always, I'm always just thinking, well, I can figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I like the activity of learning. And so I like that act of troubleshooting and figuring something out. And, okay, now I know next time I can do it myself. But this can-do attitude, which I think also comes from like – you know, watching a single mother try to figure it out on her own and stuff, and watching a single father figure out his stuff on his own, thinking that's... Talking about... Carly's talking about her Yes, sorry, both of her. my parents divorced and totally in, in good relationship, but running separate lives. Yeah. And witnessing that, thinking, realizing like, oh, you can do it yourself, that I've always had this pride in being able to figure it out. But when it comes to, say, stuff for our business learning how to create logos or do Photoshop or Illustrator or run through InDesign, all that stuff, we could have hired someone, but instead I I would rather spend hours on YouTube and days and years figuring out for myself. I never do it the most efficient way, but it does generally get done. But along the way, would it have been great for us to maybe ask for help or for me to take better classes instead of just watching YouTube videos? Yeah, probably. But it's such a pride thing. Hey, the most money you've ever gotten out of your education is the single class credit I put you through at Seattle Central Community College yes. 10 years ago. Yes, that 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 class Intro to Adobe was the most got, useful class I ever took in college. This guy's gotten you more than that UW education. Yes. 
Yes, more than my <laughs> in my terms multiple, of in terms of your business, like like Jewish studies classes and everything else that I do. I'm not. But made. hey, you know a lot about World War Two. I know a ton Respect. about World War Two. Yeah, which yeah. is good. Knowing, knowing history is a good thing. Not yes. knocking that at all. No, but just in terms of actual real life application, mm-hmm. that is something that really kick started you yes. into understanding content creation mm-hmm. and, Absolutely. and what it took and how to find your own way of navigating through things. I think that. Uh, and again, one of the things that we, we talk about often is again how much we support each other in the business side of things in terms of how we both play different roles in that. And even with us most recently opening this studio in Seattle, like we're so much more supported in this space because um, one of my best friends, CJ, is the manager of our space. And my mom is also involved mm-hmm. in terms of she teaches at the space and it's part of our team meetings and helps us with the numbers and all of mm-hmm. that. And and so there's really four of us that are working on this project and it makes it so much easier because we all have these different roles and different kind of uh, things that we're working on and it it helps the the ship sail much smoother than uh, you know than even just what it would be like if it was just us two. Well, it just makes it easier to actually ask for that help too. When you're with people that you trust and that you're not worried about it, again, coming to someone who has a hard time, let's say, delegating, um, and it just, it's a relief to finally realize that help isn't a sign of weakness, which I think is the messaging we get a lot, that you can do it all, the just figure it out stuff, even though figuring it out is empowering, there's also this idea that if you can't do it, then well, like shit, it's all on you. And so being able to ask for help is sometimes equally as empowering as figuring it out yourself. I I also think that the way that I view the world, time is my most valuable resource. And I need to do things that are productive or valuable or meaningful with my time. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm spending all of my time on one little thing that somebody else knows the answer to Mm -hmm. or can solve or can help me accomplish, then why am I wasting all of my most valuable resource yes. trying to do this one thing? Unless I'm passionate about that one thing and I want to learn how to do it because it's going to be a launching pad for me for many else. other things. Mm-hmm. And and so that's really where I think all of this comes into play because, uh, I mean, why do you think people develop this need to do it all? Well, I think sometimes it's a lack of resources, right? We don't yeah. have help, so we yeah. just try to do it all because what else are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's messaging that in this capitalist society we live in, a lot of times our worth seems to be determined based on our productivity, or we're told that it is. So we're told that the more productive we are, the more we contribute, the better we are, a a bigger, more important part of society we are. And so we start to involve our self-worth with how much we get done every day. Especially in terms of work, do you think it's related to fear? Like, if I ask for help, it, like I'm all of a sudden a fraud for not being able to accomplish yeah, this well, thing. Yeah, well, someone will or... realize I don't. Uh, someone might finally see through my like imposter syndrome yeah. of, oh shit, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Instead of us all just being okay that like we all don't know what we're doing a majority of the time, <laughs> or we know what we're doing for X percentage of the task, or getting or our lives. Yeah, is another thing. I think mm-hmm. I, I feel that so often it becomes challenging to give credit because yeah. uh, to ask for help because like oh now I have to give credit. In another it wasn't area, just me. It's it wasn't not just self-made. me. Self-made, you know. Because when I when I think about that, um, you know, that's that's what is so interesting to me when I always talk about like 
Awakening Yoga, which is what we've created mm-hmm. together, which is, you know, our, our yoga system, our yoga style, whatever you want to call that. Uh, and there's heavy elements that we both kind of really own mm-hmm. in, in that world even. And, and when people are asking me, like, oh, like, so when you created this, I'm like, well, yeah, like, I created, like, this practice. Mm-hmm. But then, like, Carlin was more hands-on in this practice and then this system and how it ties together and so it's just interesting that we both have different parts and people always want to put the or give the credit you know really in one direction or another and it's like oh but it's it's more nuanced than that I think one of of the things that I see so often is that people like really struggle with nuance and Mm -hmm. in in reality like you need to uh, the more you understand nuance for yourself the more you're like, oh, wow, like I'm really good at doing these things, X, Y, and Z. But like, I suck at A, <laughs> B, and C. Like, mm-hmm. like, I cannot consistently answer an email to save my life. That is a true story, ladies and gentlemen. That is a true story. It is a true story. The other thing I cannot do consistently to save my life is speaking of stories instagram stories right? i just like for whatever reason you in have my said reality, that you are going to start using instagram stories yeah. this week tomorrow the next day so many times so many times i just can't do it like i'm just and even when i um even when i did the the day takeover for allo moves a few a few days ago even for the launch of my new class series float lab which by the way carling and i both have new class series on Allo moves another random shameless, shameless plug that's plug. coming in here awaken morning yoga awaken morning yoga <laughs> from carling and float lab for me um if you're looking want to work on your jump boards both those class series are live on Allo moves mm-hmm. and you can try it for free visiting their website um if you've never tried it before i think it's a 14 day free trial and uh we'll, we'll get a code for the podcast we'll ask them oh, yeah, to get a code for the podcast so you guys can check it out if you want but um, even you doing that day in the life was kind of like I was like I was gassed. You were it was a little stressful for you. I was like oh because I just don't I just don't think about that like I really I use my phone in specific blocks of time. Yeah. And then I don't and then I don't associate with it. Where it's the opposite for me. I'm perfectly happy to do stories all day long. A little yeah. of this, a little of that, as opposed to crafting some big photo or this and that and the other. Whereas most of my photos are something that is kind of spur of the moment and then a caption or some sort of writing that I felt like I needed to get out. Yeah. But stories are, are easy for me. But so that's understanding, and I think you guys, this, this really ties in because this is understanding your creative process, mm-hmm. right? Like you want to, especially for all you people that are in the creative world out there, like understanding your creative process is really helpful to realizing what you can do and, and then how you can begin to adjust and ask for help in other areas mm-hmm. right? because for example for you it's so easy to do stories to and to write things mm-hmm. you're a good writer but you're not as comfortable say um talking in front of the camera as much as i am or mm-hmm. like creating a a specific picture or a specific video like like those kinds of or things or asking for what i need sometimes yeah. i haven't posted for days and days and days i know why should post yeah but i can't i have a hard time saying hey can you take this photo for me yeah. or i need to do this can we make time for it today yeah i just am like oh, i'll do some more stories and post some pictures of my matcha That'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> like, and yokai and a cupcake yeah and i have a hard time asking for what i need in those situations yeah um because it's not my strong suit whereas mm-hmm. you're great about i need a picture today let's go make this happen i yeah. need to make a video let's go do this 
Mm-hmm. And I have no problem agreeing to that, but for some reason it's much harder for me to ask to, to make it happen for myself as well. Do you think for your creative process, though, that like coming up with the ideas for that stuff is as easy for you nope. as... And, and that's kind of what I'm getting not to. Not at like, all. <laughs> so it's, it's not only do you like struggle to ask for it, mm-hmm. so again, the willingness to ask for help is something mm-hmm. you struggle with, but on top of that, the idea for that type of content isn't there as not much as for you compared to writing mm-hmm. or kind of one-off type content True. Like my fo- I think of photos as just a vehicle to say something else. Yes. It's like something to get you to look at the thing I wanted to talk about. Exactly. It, it's not the point most of the time. But that kind of thing. What about the picture you just posted of me and, me and Yoko laying on the bed? Was that not the point? No, that was the point. It was a short, witty caption about how you two are best friends and sometimes I get left out. <laughs> <laughs> But you're also adorable. I'm just telling you, it's it's because he's into my beard for exfoliation. Oh, he loves, yes. But yeah, it is. It's interesting to see, okay, what are you good at and what do you struggle with? And why is it so damn hard to ask for help? Even when you know what you struggle with, like yeah. why do we still feel this need to convince ourselves or convince those around us that we can do it all? Yeah. That we can do it all ourselves. Because even though, like we said, we do a lot ourselves that we're a team of two. Mm-hmm. It's not just one person. Yeah. And, and it wouldn't work with just one person. It would be tough. It would be really tough. It, that's, I think that's called burnout <laughs> with, with one person. So, And I mean, just figuring out your strengths and weaknesses with that, I, I don't think it's easy to do. I think it's hard work to figure out that stuff. But most more often than not, there's usually patterns that emerge with the stuff that you can get done mm-hmm. and the stuff that you just, you know, again, for a productive member of a capitalist society that to-do list the stuff that sits on your to-do list day after day and you just transfer it to the next one transfer to the next one it's usually indicative of of there's a reason why it's not getting done and i really think you hit on a good word there just a second ago which is pattern Mm -hmm. so if you are really good at doing one or two specific things and this is again stepping away from being creative right Mm -hmm. but just just in general in life like if you're really good at doing one or two things those one or two things are going to be in your pattern quite often yeah and the things that are not in your pattern are going to, you know, fall, be, off. fall off. For example, for me, I'm quite good at doing the laundry. I'm quite shit at doing the dishes. That's true. Also, right? that is also true. <laughs> but we could, we could flip that on its head and say that I am possibly the world's worst folder. Terrible. You're I am perfectly happy to leave things in a pile and pick out the clean things one by one until the pile is gone, in which case we'll just do laundry again. We'll just wash it all <laughs> we'll over. Just wash it all over again. It's been on the floor for a week. Well, it looks like it's dirty now. <laughs> this is not it's not the right attitude and it's not the right approach. But, but folding laundry is not part of a pattern that you're good at no, for whatever reason. It's not. I never it's worked not out in that of, kind not, of retail. I worked in the food skills. industry, <laughs> not not at Nordstrom's. It's just not in there. So, and so, so I mean, so it's, it's not a good pattern for mm-hmm. you for whatever reason. It's not a skill you have. And so when I'm gone, the, 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 the clothes sit in the pile. They sit in the pile. They sit in the pile. Until maybe the day before you get home, in which case I panic that you're going to seal. And then maybe you like put them into a, a bucket. Yeah. And, and then like pretend that they're dirty. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, well, you know, I'll fold like half of them. <laughs> Make a dent. Put in a little work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and so again, you guys, it, it comes with anything, right? This could be like simple house chores mm-hmm. that we're talking about. This could be talking about like your school assignments if you're in school. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, you you really love writing or math, mm-hmm. and you and then you really don't like writing or whatever it is, history. Mm-hmm. And so you you put your you put your eggs into that math bucket, mm-hmm. and then 
and, the, and then you're kind of like ah history yeah you know it'll, it'll be here and there and and it's just beginning to recognize these things not to judge yourself but to become aware of like oh what is it about history that i struggle with is it that i don't like the topic mm-hmm. is it that i'm not good at memorization is it that i don't like the reading mm-hmm. what is it that i like about math is it the Satisfaction. The, the satisfaction of problem solving. Mm-hmm. Is it the application to the real world? Is it that you just you're naturally good at it? Like beginning to pick up the the second layer mm-hmm. of where you're putting yourself out into the world or the things that you naturally have to do on a day to day basis is really the key because then you're starting to recognize not oh I dislike this but I dislike this because I'm struggle with these types of things. Right. Yeah, and there's a common thread. There's it's a not about thread. history, math, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Emails, laundry. It's not about the actual activity, but it's yeah. what's the common pattern that appears across the board. Yeah, because for me with email, the reason I'm terrible at it is not that I'm against checking my email, is that so often I don't have an answer straight yeah. away to the people that, that email me. So you don't even want to get And so I there. don't even want to go there. I don't want to open something up because I'm like, I just don't have an answer for you. Then you let it, you forget that you read it. it. Forget that I read it, and then it goes on and on and on. But that's the that's the underlying thing. Whereas, like for me, I my mind is so locked into solve problems, and so sometimes when I can't solve something, I just kind of skirt it. it I just skirt it. I just skirt it a little bit. You know, it loses priority. Yeah, I I don't think it loses priority because it still could be a priority. But if I just don't have that straightaway answer. Mm All of a sudden, I'm just kind of like, oh, like, yeah, about that. On to the next thing. On to the next mm-hmm. thing. And so it's it's beginning to see the these other, uh, looking at something more holistically, essentially. Mm-hmm. I think that that is really what what makes a difference. Well, and what, just what carries through. And I mean, at the end of the day, I think we're probably all, not. I guess I shouldn't speak for everyone, yeah. but many of us are more inclined to focus on the things that we can control. Yes. Right. And so when we talk about doing it all, it's a mechanism of control. Yes. If I do it all, then I'm in control of it all. Yes. And I'm in control of my life. And that's what matters is that I'm the yeah. one in charge here. And realistically, if we're saying, oh, I can't do it all, that means we have to admit I'm not in control of some stuff. And that's pretty hard. Right. It's hard to say this is out of my control. I need someone else to help me with this as opposed to saying I got it. I got this. I'm really happy you said the word control. I, you know, I think that I think that's great because it. We all naturally want to believe we control so much more than we do. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, yeah. You know, I think that no matter what, the, there's uh, you can always control your attitude and your effort towards anything. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I think there's so much randomness that's going on mm-hmm. on a day to day basis, and the simplest things can change your reality. Yes. Right? So for example, for me, this is just a, a one-off random story, right? But I was in Dallas teaching a few, or a week ago, last week, and it feels like a long time ago. We've been <laughs> busy. Uh, and I went for a run, and it was so cloudy and like mellow for Dallas when I started the run. And then the sun came out. <laughs> And it was that June Dallas sun. That June Dallas sun, and all of a sudden it was like beating down on me, and the humidity went up like eighty <laughs> percent. Sweating, 
I'm running with my friend's dog. The dog, the, the dog was crushing it on the way out and was struggling on the way back. Everyone was struggling. Everyone was struggling. I was, it was a collective struggle on the way back. And uh, we get back to the house, and I, my AirPods were dead before I took off on the run. And so I was like, oh, my AirPods are dead. I don't need to bring my phone because I'm not going to listen to music. And it's also I like to have like time without my phone anyways. And so uh, she had one of those doors that has the tap, tap, tap key lock. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to be gone for that long. So I'll just like unlock the door, mm-hmm. right? And, um, and she was out dropping her kids off. And so, of course, one of those tap, tap, tap key locks, uh, they lock automatically. <laughs> So I'm locked out of the house, long story short, in this sweltering Dallas heat, dehydrated after sweating my life away running up and down these hills. The poor pup, I was able to sneak him in through the dog door. So he got inside, he got his water, dog saved. I myself contemplated going in through the dog door, (laughs) was too big, but thought about it. Uh, Something out of your control. But but again, the, the smallest decision changed the reality of my day. My AirPods being dead mm-hmm. was the reason I didn't bring my phone. If I my AirPods were charged, my phone I would have had my phone, I could have easily called my friend mm-hmm. and got into the house. Mm-hmm. Right? So again, like all those little one-off decisions like while you while I controlled my choice to not bring my phone. Yeah. Like me not knowing that the door was an automatic lock, that's like out of my control. control. Me planning to try and arrive back either way right when my friend was supposed to come back home mm-hmm. was uh you know and, and they were later than expected. You know what I mean? Like all these things like like I can't control how long it took her to get back home. I can't control the the lock on the door situation. You know, and, and so there's, or that the heat all of a sudden that went it's up. a thousand degrees. A thousand degrees. Like, and again, yes, it's just such small, small, small stuff. But this is what we all deal with on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis. And I think that's why it's so important to, to think about. Because, so my attitude towards that was like an attitude and a thought of survival. I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, how am I going to get into this house? Worst comes to worse. If my friend doesn't come back, because like all of a sudden she was getting kind of late coming back, and I was like, "Well, I hope something didn't happen." Like she had a headache going out, and your mind starts to run in all these different directions. And again, it comes back to that: oh, like all of a sudden I'm really vulnerable in this situation. Mm-hmm. I have very little control. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all of a sudden very open. It's not to, a great feeling. Yeah, it, it just changes your perspective because you're like, "Oh wow, I really can't do it all in this moment. I really am relying on her to come mm-hmm. back." Well, and relinquishing control is a hard thing to do. So when you're stuck in a situation where it's like you're shit out of luck and okay, obviously I think it's out of my control, you kind of have two choices. It's like to freak out or just surrender. Yeah. But in like a professional or work-life balance setting where you have to actively choose to relinquish control to say I can't do it all, it's so hard. Because why would you put yourself intentionally in that same kind of feeling? Exactly. None of us want that. Yeah. And so we just think, oh, okay, well, if I keep everything to the chest, if I do the X, Y, and Z, then it'll all be fine. Exactly. Because, I mean, again, in that situation, I'm teaching a workshop later that evening. So in my mind, I'm like, well, do I break a window? <laughs> do, I, do I get to my I'm phone? I'm sure she would have appreciated that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm like, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm out here for two more hours. Yeah. If she doesn't come home, like mm-hmm. something happened, I need to get in there to get my phone. Well, yeah. And your mind starts to think about yeah, this. You, and start you start to... to think about these survival type mm-hmm. tactics and how can I get back on top of the control, yes. right? And so you're, or how can I get, 
get myself essentially back in the game? How can mm-hmm. I take back over the situation? And like you said a second ago, it's like, how can I surrender to it and like accept what it is? And then trying to adjust my attitude around it. And then if I really need to in the last moment, I guess try and break in through the dog door. You know what I mean? <laughs> or fit yourself through. <laughs> or or she just came back home and, and, yes. opened, and opened the door. And so there was no big deal. Yeah, because but, eventually she was going to come home. Eventually she was. But it feels, it feels shitty to be out of control. And yeah. so why would we put ourselves there intentionally? Yeah. But, and again, I think that's, easy, that's a part of the big reason why we start to try to only rely on ourselves. Mm-hmm. When in reality when you learn to build an infrastructure for yourself where you're relying on other people in the right situations you're you're starting to build something that's a that's a much more sturdy foundation than just the foundation of you yes i mean everything is sturdier with with someone else with someone else like this reason things are tripods and this that the other it's all much sturdier but it's really hard to see from our small uh, self-centered perspective and I don't mean self-centered in a negative way I just mean literally yeah. we are the center of our own universe and so it's hard to see that from from the inside out until you end up in a situation that is really out of your control and you think well shit it would have been nice to have someone to rely on here yeah maybe I should spread the spread the work around a little bit I also think it it creates such a more open-minded positive environment when you begin to be willing to allow other people to be part of your process, whether that's mm-hmm. your home life or your work life or your hobby life or really whatever oh, it for is. for everything. You know what I mean? Like, like as people, we're always striving for some levels of connection. Mm-hmm. And and again, especially with, again, really with anything, like, like you have your perspective in the way you see something and somebody else is going to come at it from a different angle and that's going to be growth for you. Whether it's something yeah. you believe in or you don't believe in, it's at least a different ability to see things that's a that's a different path a different way to do it yes and 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 from a different coming from a different skill set from a different level of life experience so i think that really it allows you to you know be more open-minded and be more about sharing more about connection i think really that's what's so what makes all this so worthwhile i mean like i think that's part of the reason that um i feel so fulfilled professionally is because we do this stuff together Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's just because we do it, it mostly you and I together, it's just easy to get lulled into this. Well, we can just do it instead of really reaching out for help. I mean, I had a big reality check this morning. We had um, we had a childbirth class with our doula who came to our house and did an in-home class for us. And it was wonderful. And at the end of it, when we started talking about um, recovery and postpartum and rest, and she asked me, well, how long do you think you're gonna take off? And how long before you're gonna be back in the studio teaching? And I'm sitting there, oh, you know, I might like teach a class in like five or six weeks or pick up some stuff, I'll be around. And at first I thought her look on her face was a look of, oh, okay. And then it was a look of, Five or six weeks, Carly? It, it was like a tap on the shoulder, like, honey. It was like, it was a, oh, honey. It oh, was honey. a, oh, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> yeah. It was a southern, oh, bless your little heart. That's cute. Um, and I am a someone who's worked in the birth world. I have given this advice to plenty of moms and students and said, I am reading books the first 40 days and the fourth trimester, all of this stuff about the importance of relinquishing control and letting yourself recover and asking for help. So, those around you can help you recover. And then here I am saying to my doula, oh, I think I'll be good in like five weeks. Yeah. It gets so hard to take your own advice. And it's so, I mean, even this week we're going over my maternity plan with 
the team at the studio and I keep whittling it down and reassigning myself tasks that someone else could do. I'm like, oh, I could run payroll from bed. It's fine. I could do that. And I know better than that, but it's so hard to implement in yourself to take your own advice um, that it, it... I almost felt exempt from that advice, even though I've given it to other people. It's like, well, okay, yeah. I mean, everyone needs to recover, but I will be fine. Yeah, because I'm strong. And but this I is will going be fine. Well. Yes, but I because yeah. I'm trained for this. I'm built. Yeah, for this. and I, I know all about yeah. this. I know more than other people, so I'll be fine. Rather than being realistic that that I don't need to hold myself to that standard, and really, it's not a positive place to put myself, anyways. But it was such a reality check. I I felt silly. I actually was a little, uh, it's exactly what you expect when you relinquish control. It, I felt a little ashamed. I was like, oh, maybe this, maybe I'm in for a big surprise, yeah. which I feel like probably am. <laughs> maybe this person who's seen over 100 births might have more insight into this than me, yeah. new mom who hasn't done this before. Um, but it doesn't matter how many times you say it to someone else, you get to yourself and you somehow think you're exempt. Like, yeah. oh, you t- oh, you should ask for help, but do we do it ourselves? No. Yeah, and so again, it's, it's just asking yourself those questions, you know, like, where are you strong? Mm-hmm. What do you know? Are you taking your own advice in your experiences? Well, what, again, what am I in control of? I'm yeah. not in control of the recovery. Pro- I mean, I am in control of giving myself enough time and yes. space to heal and recover in a way that is intelligent. And nourishing your body and nourishing in the best my body. way possible. Yeah, and asking for help to set things up. So me, my recovery gives you enough space to also take part in the experience and ask for help outside of just you and I for this whole process. So when I have to change all the diapers so for the first nine days. So when you gotta change all those diapers for the first nine days. According to the doula, brutalist news of the day, by <laughs> far. Brutalist. But was, she has a rule of three, so it's three days, three days of like just horizontal bed, Yeah. three days of being around the bed, and then, or no, three days of on the bed. Yeah. And three days of around the bed. Yeah. Which means that for those first nine days, somebody else is going to have to change those diapers. I'm just going to be feeding and horizontally I, 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 healing. When I signed this contract, it was for one diaper a day. I know that was a bit <laughs> optimistic. I can't lie, but I would be maybe, you know, pushing up to two eventually. Right. Yeah. But apparently it's going to be. Apparently it's a lot of diapers. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, I mean, here's me reading these books about, like, the traditions in so many You're societies. You're supposed to warn me. I feel like I did warn you. I, I gave you a nice tap. I gave you the bless your heart when you said, I'll change one <laughs> diaper a day, honey. I gave you a little tap on the shoulder. So, oh, that's cute. <laughs> you forget that I've actually hung out with newborns before. And uh, you got to change some diapers for, you know, the first forever. Uh, let's hope not forever. Let's hope she uh, gets pie trained at some point. Yes, true. Uh, come on. But at the end of the day, just... If LeVar Ball can do it in nine months. Right? No pressure. I mean, yeah. He's certainly someone... When I look to who I should relinquish control to and ask for help from, LeVar Ball is the first person who comes to mind. Hey, LeVar Ball's a good parent. Yes. He cares for his boys. He's a good father. Yeah. He's not using them at all. <laughs> but relinquish... I guess at the end of the day, I like to think that I have more control over that situation, but all I have control over is the space I give myself to heal. Yeah. But how quickly I heal all those things, how the birth goes, it's just out of my control. So thinking that I'm also going to like answer customer service emails and do bookings and invoicing and things like that from bed between feeds is a little bit ambitious. It's, it's, it's quite it's quite <laughs> ambitious, yeah. And, and I knew that logically, but it's hard to put that into your emotional uh, 
output and and real life trajectory i think it's just really hard when you're a busy person like you are to all of a sudden be like oh i'm going to not be a busy person in the same way yes for a for a a long a different kind of busy for a period of Mm -hmm. time i think like that the change of that pattern Mm -hmm. Uh, and again it, it creates this new reality oh whoa like you do need me to mm-hmm. change diapers, right? Yeah. And you do need um, CJ to do different things at the studio. Mm-hmm. And you do need me to answer emails. You know, it becomes this whole mm-hmm. this whole different, like, reality. Yeah. I can't double check you guys' emails or anything. For- oh, my gosh. <laughs> but it's, this is all going to be a good lesson. I think I, I, I'm convinced, and maybe this is, well, I don't think it's false, but I'm convinced that I'm not the only mom that feels this way. I just think that we're sold this bill of goods that you can do it all and you should. Um, I mean, and, and I think it, one of the things that really comes back to uh, on top of like that you should do it all yourself, like pull yourself up by the bootstraps like yeah. I said earlier. And, like, there's some sort of like gold medal in it yeah. too for you. Like it's just a badge of honor. Yeah. Like, oh, I was back to my workout in three weeks and I feel great. And yeah. everyone goes, yeah, go for it. Like you're so tough. That's great. Instead of like, hey. Do you, sure. need, do you need help? Yeah. How how can I help you? Yeah, like, you know, take your time. We, pra- we praise the overachieving. Yeah. Instead and of multitasking, instead yeah. of like really diving into being strong in you know the the areas that you are strong, and then beginning to branch out in time. Like mm-hmm. I think it's it's so common. I mean, like, do you think you're a good multitasker? Like, I feel I feel it's no, it's, not even a little bit. I I, I don't think many people are like yeah. I, like when you really think about it. Well, I think we think we are good multitaskers. That used to be on my resume. Yeah. I feel like I've talked about this maybe on something before, but that really we're just task sharing. Yes. We're quickly flipping from task to task, but we're not truly multitasking. Yeah. That our brain doesn't have the capacity. Maybe I listened to a podcast on this something years ago, but that truly when we look at what's happening, our brain is just flipping tabs. Yes. It's not sharing the tasks. You're yeah. just splitting the difference. Yeah. You're just, you're just you know... Uh, typing a few sentences here, clicking a few boxes yeah. there. But you're not really processing multiple things at once. Yeah. You're just flickering between. And so the level of efficiency or the level of the level of effectiveness is actually quite reduced. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and I, I think that the more we give ourselves these opportunities to to lock in and have that full experience of whatever it is that you're doing... Mm-hmm. And then move to the next thing, and then move to the next thing. Yes. You're gaining more because you're more invested. Well, and if you have the privilege to just lock into one experience, which, don't get me wrong, is a privilege to be able to recover and have, like, for the for the baby thing that I know that not everyone has the liberty of support and owning their own business where you can ask someone else to take on the time for you, given that the States has such piss-poor uh, maternal care, like, literally none, actually. But... If you have the ability to do that, it is really liberating to just focus up. I think it's why I weirdly like to do our taxes sometimes. <laughs> that, that I can just, it's almost like I can't do anything else for two days. And yeah. that's just the way it exactly. is. Exactly. And it is satisfying. It's like a big project. And yeah. by the end, it's like, oh. Yeah, you've checked, you've really checked the big box. Really and checked it is the big satisfying. box. Yeah. I appreciate that you do that too, by the way. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. I mean, I don't like it long term, but for those two days, I feel very empowered. Yeah, it, it it connects you. You know, in yoga, we talk about all often about being connected to the moment, being present in the moment. 
And I think that when you're trying to do it all yourself, essentially you're multitasking your life. Mm -hmm. And then it's so hard to actually be fully ingrained in, in, anything. in anything. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, while I'm doing this thing, there is three other next things that have to yes. happen. And we, again, we all have that. Like, to life and time, man, they, they keep going, like, no matter what. This is honestly one of the things I was thinking about, and definitely a topic for a later podcast. But during the, um, when we were had, had the meeting with the doula this morning, she was talking about, like, we we're talking about labor times and all those things like that. And I was like, how crazy is it that this experience what you know from whenever you start the labor to when she comes out is like a monumental moment for us mm -hmm. massive yes it's just time to everybody else oh yeah you know what i mean like it's a quick like day a day it's, it's, it's think a, about how fast a day, a day goes a day that you enjoy like you go to whatever a concert of this that and the other and all of a sudden you're like just wow it's or even a, a week work week yeah. all of a sudden oh wow it's already friday yeah. Whereas it's just a day. when you're in that moment, it's it, so monumentous. Th and that's what I mean. It's like, Momentous. it's monumental. Monumental. There we there go. go. Thank you. Got you. But it's massive, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a different um, way to, to actually understand like how you can be in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're going to be in the moment during the labor I don't labor think time. I'm going to have no other choices. You're going to have no other choice, right? And so, obviously, not every day is labor. That's why I really don't believe in the carpe diem type phrase. Like, you yes. can't seize every day. Yes. I just, I just don't believe that. I think there's days and opportunities that come up that you really need to seize. Mm -hmm. And you should do your best to do, do things every day. But, but in reality, like, how many days do you have that are like, whoa, like, that was like... Impactful. And, like, yeah. insane. Like, there's just, there's just not the way things are. You know what I mean? And like Frankly, probably for a good reason. For a great reason. Yeah. You know, we all need time to digest those bigger days mm -hmm. and, and process those events and, and things like that um, but how can we move more towards being more present and I think it comes from allowing yourself to take time to hone in to realize where you where you have strengths and that you can't do it all and learn how to have support so you can be as invested as possible in the things that you're passionate about Sorry, I have to take a break. I just got a mean a jab to the ribs from her. <laughs> just a, a foot it's, to it's, the bottom floating ribs. It's that time of the night where she gets a little punchy. A little, She's trying to get loose. She's I trying know, to throw bows, create her space. Good Lord. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. No, it's good. But So again, you guys, just coming into it one last time, I really think that take a moment, like right now, some point today, and and just really look at look at your the things that are part of your normal routine, your work, the stuff you try to control, maybe control too much, uh, you know, the places where you really feel you're strong, the places where you don't want to spend your time, you know, and, and begin to look for what are the roots of those things. Yeah, what are the patterns? What's what the, are the stuff patterns? that shows up over and over yeah. and over again? Because there's almost always a common thread. Always. Right, there's something in there. And the more you can really tap into an awareness of what those threads are, the more you can begin to find the strengths in other areas. Well, and even if, sorry, I just no, totally cut you off. Do you, do you even if those things are really small, because I know that there are many of us whose lives, you have no choice but to try to do it all. 
right? Yeah. I think about my mom growing up. Was like, I'm just got to do it all because it's just me here. Yeah. Right. I got to raise these kids. I got to make some money. I got to do this stuff. And so it's not about saying, well, I I can't do it all, but I have to do this. And like, you're going to give up your job or give up these things that you don't have a choice about. But sometimes I think there's little stuff and even taking some of that off of our plate or relinquishing control and realizing I don't even have to do this thing that I've put on myself. It's not that important or it's not my responsibility or whatever that is can be really liberating, even if it's just the little stuff. Yeah, doesn't have to be. I think there's plenty. Giant. Of, I think there's plenty of opportunities, no matter your situation, mm-hmm. to understand that you can't do it all. Mm-hmm. Honestly, and, yeah. and 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 looking for ways to take a little bit off your plate so you can focus on the main course. Yes, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, like of course, in, in any situation. I mean, you can use we learned how to do all these things in the beginning because we didn't have a choice. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what I mean? What were we going to pay people with? Yeah, all well, the money we were yeah. making from we're yoga? Trying, I was just trying to pay rent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, like being being honest with yourself. Like, yeah, like, yeah we, we couldn't. but we So we found a way to rely on each other mm-hmm. to help make things happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, yep. and, and that's the reality of it. That's, mm-hmm. that's a true, honest fact. And so it's, it's, not, it's not just about, um, you know, oh, like my you, you're in this amazingly privileged situation and you can have anybody help you at any time mm-hmm. or like you're in this less privileged situation and really you're just trying to make ends meet like like take a step back because you can still see these threads you can still see these commonalities yeah. in, in your everyday life and begin to learn how to play your strengths and begin to learn how to delegate in other ways to support you mm-hmm. you know what I mean because like if your happiness is tied to your free time right mm-hmm. and it costs 10 bucks for you to have the people at the laundromat do the laundry for you instead right? of sitting there for instead two of and a half sitting hours. there for two and a half hours and do and and you know what i mean mm-hmm. which is essentially them. paying yourself five bucks an hour this is what i mean so, yeah. so, so you, which know what you wouldn't saying? take a job for five bucks an hour unless you really had to yes so exactly yeah. so if you need that time mm-hmm. and you need to get your laundry done dropping them off dropping it off having them do it for you for 10 bucks and then having your freedom so you have peace of mind or so you can pick up that extra shift mm-hmm. or you can teach that yoga class mm-hmm. or you can drive that Uber, whatever it is. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can, there's little hacks that you can always find that help support the other things that you do. You just have to be looking for them. Yes, that's very true. Yeah. Plus, nobody wants to pay themselves five bucks an hour when they could do something else. <laughs> if, they, if they, have, if they yeah. have the choice. Yeah, if you have a choice. And so again, it's just like looking, looking for those things that, that give you the opportunity to really flourish as a person and grow. Because that's what we're all looking to do here. No matter where you are, we're always looking to grow. We're always looking to, um, you know, become more conscious, more alive, more more awake beings for ourselves and for the people in our lives. So we can really give, you know, give them the best version of us. And mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, really the thing I strive to do almost every single day or every single day. And, you know, like you do the same. Well, try and, to be your best version if you're stretched so thin that yeah. you don't know who that is anymore. Yeah, because you're not even thinking about it because you're in the mud trying mm-hmm. to control. Yeah, you're in the thick of it all the time think of it all the time it's an exhausting place to be yeah so find your space look for the patterns look for the roots of the things that you love and th- strive or thrive in yeah what you're then, really good what at. you're really good at and then also look for the roots and kind of the the, the stuff that does, you don't like to do mm-hmm. and, and figure out ways look for those those actual causes for why you avoid certain things because then it's just going to give you more information moving forward and helping you you know 
hopefully live a better life. Hopefully, you know, have well, have more time for you. And find a way to, to do what to you be can. Happy. Yeah, be happy. Because at the end of the day, doing do. it all, it's, there's no gold stars, right? Yeah. Like, so you do what you can, and and at the end of the day, that's enough. Yeah. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you have any questions, you can always, of course, email us. And uh, teaching schedule is always up on patrickbeach.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, two training notes. The inversion training is August 15th to 18th at Kami Yoga in Seattle. So come out and practice with us if you want to learn and work on your own inversion practice as a student and as a teacher. And I think we have one spot left in our Bali 300-hour teacher training. If mm-hmm. you're looking to get your 300-hour teacher training done um, in Bali and in November. 200-hour teacher training in Seattle in February 2020. Registration opens up this week, so be on the lookout for that as well. Yeah. Have an amazing day, you guys. We'll chat with you on Thursday See. for a big pop culture meets yoga episode. <laughs> I'll just leave a cliffhanger at that. Bend the knee. See you next time.